0: Join the guild and secure your ticket to Scott's sale at the best possible price by visiting MaxLawEvents.com.
1: I love you know, seeing Jim. And so Jim obviously is a client of mine. Um, I love seeing the passion and commitment and willingness to say, hey, you know what? I'm a human too. I do you know, all these other things that may not be healthiest, but I'm committed to working out you know, at least three times a week. I'm committed to eating healthily as much as I can and to making it happen. And so we just need to make that our priority before anything else.
2: Run your law firm the right way. The right way. This is the Maximum Liar Podcast. Podcast. Your hosts, Jim Hacking and Tyson Mewtrips. Let's partner up and maximize your firm. Welcome to the show. Welcome back to the Maximum Lawyer podcast. I'm Jim Hacking.
3: And I'm Tyson Mutrix. What's up, Jimmy?
2: Oh, Tyson, my friend, it's Friday, getting excited. Um, we've had some recording snafus this week, so I'm glad we're going to have one in the can for next week. Our listeners will be happy about that. And I think they're going to really enjoy hearing from our guests today. Her name is Annabelle Eirek, and she is a personal trainer and she has her own company that she just started. We're going to talk about all those things. Uh, Annabelle, welcome to the show. Thank you very much.
3: All right, Annabelle, so introduce yourself to our listeners, talk about what you do, and then how, how you know that knucklehead Jim Hacking.
1: <laughs> you bet. So uh, I actually had an interesting start. My career was not in fitness or nutrition. It actually started in IT. I was in IT for 25 years. Um, wanted to do the corporate ladder thing like every uh, every kid that uh, is after the American buck. And uh, um, But about 25 years later, I decided instead of chasing the almighty buck, I decided to Chase my passion, which has always been fitness and nutrition. Um, and so about four years ago, I um, dropped everything and decided to get a, my license and um, certification and personal training. And then uh, more recently about a year ago, I also received my certification in nutrition. So um, I, and as Jim mentioned earlier, I uh, um, started my own company, um, which is called Total Fitness Solutions in St. Louis, Missouri.
2: Annabelle, I don't want to skip over the fact that when you were young, you worked at a law firm and that in your IT days that you worked with lawyers. What, what's what been your general experience with lawyers since our listeners are lawyers? I'd be interested to hear your share on that.
1: Sure. Uh, as far back as I can remember, keep in mind when I was young, um, that's been a little while ago, unfortunately, um, but uh, um, my um, recollection is most attorneys tend to be very busy. They work very long hours. And at that time, um, smoking was allowed in buildings. Uh, if uh, some of the your listeners can imagine that, um, and so uh, I would say the health habits were not uh, the best. Um, people are all, always on the go, um, eating whatever fast food that's available, um, and very uh, little time for exercising and working out, and uh, really being, and paying attention to their bodies.
3: So I'm just curious, like we, let's we'll talk a little bit about the food part of it. And, and it really is hard, especially if you have multiple options. It, it's hard eating healthy. So what are some tips? on eating healthier uh, that it would be, I guess, quick and easy for lawyers.
1: Sure, um, So I, I just wanna mention one thing um, that you had uh, said earlier, which is a um, you know, small part of it is the, the eating part. Actually, when it comes to uh, full body health, eating is actually 70% of health and 30% um, is really on the um, fitness side. So I, I do wanna mention how important that, that nutrition uh, is uh, to the overall uh, health and well-being of an individual. Um, but to your point, um, I know it's hard. Um, I, you know even today, you know I have clients from morning to night, and so it is very difficult. Um, what I would re- generally recommend is, is plan, plan ahead, right? Um, you know, making sure that you have healthy, um, easy access um, snacks uh, readily available. Uh, I'm not sure about everybody else. You know some of those that you know go through periods of hey, I'm gonna go and work out and work out really hard. Um, After a long, hard workout, um, I'm starved. Within generally 30 minutes, I am starving. And I told Jim this before. I start wanting to gnaw my own arm, um, whatever that's available. Um, And so if I didn't have something that's healthy and readily accessible, I'm going to start eating anything that's in sight, Um, whether it's cake, chips, you know, everything that's uh, generally prepackaged and easy. So first and foremost, always have some healthy snacks available. Um, and those that, um, and I know, as I mentioned earlier, you know, attorneys tend to be very busy, on the go. Uh, many of you probably fly all over the, you know, country and not, not internationally. In those circumstances, um, you know, what I always say is, you know, the kiss principle. Um, and I really use that you know, throughout um, my career as well as my life, is whatever I can do to keep it as simple you know, as possible. And so, in that, um, that situation when it comes to dining out, which is a very tough part. Whether you're entertaining clients or you're um, enjoying company of other attorneys, it's very hard to sit down and and eat properly. However, every restaurant will have a piece of meat. Every restaurant will have some decently healthy potato um, and every restaurant generally has some vegetable. And what I tell all my clients, make it simple, right? If you can eat approximately this size of meat, and if you can eat approximately a this size of carb, which is potato or brown rice or wild rice, um, and then as much vegetables as you want um, for all three meals, that will keep it as simple as possible. It's really accessible in most restaurants and um, and allow you to, to have that uh, healthy nutrition habit um, while on the go.
2: And Annabelle, talk to us about slips. Uh, I was talking with some other members. Tyson and I were talking with some people in the Guild the other day. About you know the fact that so often we are in this sort of I'm eating perfectly I'm making no mistakes and then one, once I make a, a mistake or cheat on something then it all slides back to nothing. <laughs>
1: well, I'll tell you a personal story. Um, so, I, a number of my clients and and I um, are sugar addicts. I'll be the first. My name is Annabelle, and I'm a sugar addict. I've said publicly. Um, and so, which means I'm human just like everybody else. And yes, when I eat sugar, I want more sugar and I want to eat more um, sugar. And so um, I, very recently, um, I decided to have a little contest of uh, a few ladies and I, uh, who are my clients, um, to, uh, to, to go with the competition of, whomever uh, can make it to 30 days, the rest of us buy um, that person dinner, um, whoever is that winner. Without sugar, and when we say sugar, we're talking about processed sugar, whether it's cake, um, you know Twinkies, uh, Twix, Twix bars, whatever you will. And so I, I participate in that. um, And as most healthcare professionals will tell you, when you go cold turkey, that's all you want. Um, It's just like everybody else. I'm, I'm that kid in the candy store, and just if I can't have it, I want it. Um, And so I. Start obsessing about it and and wanting it, um, and um, and there were there were days where it was so difficult. Um, I, I you know I, I remember actually going to the Walgreens, the, the one Walgreens that I, I knew had my exact ice cream that I like every single time. I went in there, picked out a night you know a carton of ice cream, which is Ben and Jerry's tonight. though so, by the way, um, had it in my hand, and I literally was shaking and. Had finally decided to put it back, the door, and it was the biggest test I think I've ever you know gone through of all the things that I've done in my life. Um, that said, um, what I did though was I filled myself with so many other things that were not uh, necessarily healthy. Just because you know you're getting away from the candy bars or the you know the co- uh, twists or whatever you have, um, it doesn't necessarily mean that um, all the other things are. Non-calorie and healthy, and so I would substitute a lot with you know, dried fruits or tons of different fruits, which also have sugar, albeit net, more natural, but they still have calories and they still have sugar, um, or breads or whatever that doesn't have processed sugar. Um, unfortunately, in that span of thirty days, I actually gained weight because of it. And so, more recently, um, what I decided to do is go back to what I what I uh, did before. Um, I Recognize that I'm human. Um, I recognize that um, there's some things that you know we just can't take away. And and frankly, at 46 years old, by God, I want to live a little bit. And so I decided to allow myself to be human. And so I eat healthy all day long. But at night, generally about 8, 8:30, when my son goes to bed, I get a couple of uh, sheets of graham crackers, break them all up, which makes there are eight <laughs> eight pieces, and then Take a, a nice decent spoon of peanut butter and that's my snack. And once I have that, I'm satiated, and my weight started coming down. So, again, you know that just, just if anything, that worked for me. That may not necessarily work for everyone, but that works for me. And so I think um, in case of nutrition, everybody needs to find something that um, works for them, right? And um, some people you know focus more on you know low carbs. Some people focus Uh, more on low sugar, um, whatever that, um, well, I hate calling it a diet, but whatever a nutrition plan that you do stick with that works for you, that's what I would go for.
3: You know, I've got a question that's somewhat similar to that. So I, whenever I work out really hard, I've got this tendency to then go to the extreme and I can think, I think I can eat whenever I want. Can you talk a little bit about that part of it?
1: Absolutely. In fact, I, I wrote an article um, several years back with regards to it's called the New Year Resolutions. <laughs>
3: um,
1: what that means, as you mentioned, is you know when we get on a um, a, a an idea health kick, generally, new, you know, come New Year's Day, we 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 think you know we're going to make it this year. We're going to work out as hard as we can, and 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 when we do that, we give ourselves the license to then eat and graze all we want. Because, by God, for the last hour, I busted my butt to sweat and and, and get sore, so I deserve to eat. Um, and, unfortunately, that doesn't work. Um, what most people don't realize is you cannot, um, without planning ahead, you cannot um, work out as much calories as you consume. So as most people may know, um, maybe, maybe not, um, is that, Scientifically, your body, um, the only way you can maintain, lose, or gain weight is from calories in, meaning consumed, calories out, uh, expended, right? And so, if the case is you're eating more calories than your body can consume, uh, can, can expend, excuse me, um, you're going to gain weight, gain weight uh, and vice versa. And so, in that instance, for example, um, this is—I I used to train for marathons and, and ran a lot of different um, crazy competitions um, that are similar. And anytime I train for those, um, obviously I'm expending a tremendous amount of calories, a lot of time, a lot of blood, sweat, and tears to, to make that goal. Um, however, what I always have seen is my weight would would steadily go up because I have to consume so many calories in order to appease my hunger. And so, this kind of goes back to what I said earlier, which is when you um, are working out so hard, you have got to plan ahead. You have to have those healthy, low-calorie snacks that can fill you up, for example, vegetables, um, you know, even with you know um, low-calorie dip, um, salsa, whatever the case that, um, that allows you to be satisfied without the addition uh, of calories um, that unfortunately will increase that weight. Um, so. Um, again, to your point, um, Tyson, is most people, um, you know, think they have a license to just eat whatever they want um, when they exercise. And generally, very rarely is the case that when you eat um, whatever you want, it's going to offset uh, by the exercise that you do.
2: We're talking with Annabelle Eirich with Total Fitness Solutions. Annabelle has a great Facebook page that she just started for Total Fitness Solutions, so if you guys want to find her there, you can. Annabelle, um, let's let's shift gears for a minute. Before we talk about exercise as we shift away from food, talk to us a little bit about how it's been going out on your own these last few months and what lessons you've learned and how you've enjoyed it.
1: Sure. Yeah. Um, it's been great experience, I will say. Um, certainly it was risky on my, I had to do that on my own. Uh, Previously, I was working for a fitness center um, here locally, and um, often, especially at the beginning, um, I was handed a lot of new clients, um, did very well, um, became fairly successful there um, to the point where the last year and a half, two years, most of my clients were all referrals. Um, And so I very much enjoyed that. Um, However, it became very time-consuming when a lot of my clients asked if I could start working with them at home. Um, and or in my private studio which i had uh, previously um, because of that uh, logistic challenge i decided to um, take all my business and house in my own studio um, and make that transition um, and bite that pull as you well um, it was a very frightening experience for me um, even though i've had um, my own businesses before um, i uh, didn't know what to expect this is the first time i've ever had my own business as a business instructor um, and uh, in that capacity, um, I wasn't sure if the clients would come you know join me, um, whether I'm, I just assumed that perhaps a large percentage would perhaps stay with the fitness center that um, they were going to versus coming to, uh, to me um, on a steady basis. Um, very pleasant surprise. Every single one of my clients actually followed me. Um, so I, I, if anything, I'm very I'm thankful and very blessed to have that uh, option. Um, and since then, um, month by month, I would probably uh, say I've increased at least two to three clients, um, again, by word of mouth, um, each month since an inception of my business. That's
3: really awesome. That's really good. I think that that's really important and it's a testament to uh, the job you do for people. So that's really good. Um, I wanted Thanks. to ask you about um, time management and things like that and getting, getting the opportunity to work out. Um, and so, I don't know, I mean, maybe you've got some tips on getting in a workout at the office or carving out time to get a workout in. And then, will you also talk about, is it, does it, do you really have to get in that full all-out workout every week or, or three times a week, or can you just, you know, walk at night? I mean, can you talk a little bit about that? Because a lot of problems that we have with lawyers is that they've got, they say, well, you know, I don't have time to, to work out during the week. So, can you address that?
1: Of course. Um, so, I, when I was in IT, um, the last position I was in, I was running a 250-person office. Um, and so, I understand working hard and working overtime all the time because I was in salary. So, um, there were times where I worked 60 to 80 hours a week. Um, it's difficult to even see family, uh, much less go work out. Um, and so, However, that's always something that I've enjoyed. Um, and so, what I've done um, in the past is I have bought myself a stationary pedal. Um, which actually fits right under my desk, um, and so my colleagues actually would come in and see me pedaling one, typing on my computer, um, and so at least I'm getting some activity, some circulation, and some cardiovascular um, benefit. Uh, the other thing that I also invested in, and which Jim knows, um, is a fit desk. Um, fit desk actually is a, a stationary bicycle that actually has a desk um, platform where you can have your laptop right on top and be able to. Um, it, pedal away um, at different uh, resistance um, while you're actually working. Um, the other um, uh, item that's actually really available is a, a platform treadmill, where it's a treadmill um, that has, uh, it's similar to the fit desk a desk on top where you can have your um, I, uh, iPad, uh, smart tablet, whatever you will, um, that's really available. So you can actually work while you are um, still exercising. Now... Um, I think one of the biggest um, challenges are those attorneys that tend to travel often, um, and I did the same thing in IT. I traveled all over the country, um, and it was very difficult. Um, one of the best inventions I think in in um, in fitness is a, a product called TRX, which I can tell you Jim is a very big fan of. <laughs> I say that tongue um, in but uh, TRX Spaces, a suspension system, is it's basically two ropes of handles, um, and it can hang from every single door. That piece of equipment, um, if you go through the the video, by the way, I don't I don't actually offer any of these equipment, and um, I'm not a, a spokesperson for any of those. It's just personal experience what I've uh, used and uh, I prefer. But anyway, this TRX suspension system, uh, you can hang from any hotel door. You can train every part of your body with that piece of equipment. Um, without ever going outside your hotel room and so i understand um, generally after full day of travel you' you know full days of meeting you have to go to a um, a, a company event dinner um, or client dinner um, and thereafter you know you're, you're tired but i think for the most part all of us can squeeze out 20 minutes 30 minutes right whether it's before the you know start of the day or at, towards the end of the day um, and so I think um, the key here is making a priority, right, um, saying, hey, my health, my body is important to me. You know, my you know, think about your family. Think about um, all those around you that you love and, and why you work, right? I don't know about everybody else, you know, but I work so I can retire <laughs> earlier and have some fun. Um, and, you know, if it's the case that I can't, I, I have a, a crippled body, I, I'm, you know, I can't have cardiovascular diseases or or whatever um, health ailments that I have and can't enjoy the retirement that's coming to me, why bother working at all? And so making that a priority, I think, is is a real key um, and and making that commitment, right? Um, I love seeing Jim. And so Jim, obviously, is a client of mine. Um, I love seeing the passion and commitment and willingness to say, hey, you know what? I'm a human, too. I do, you know. The, all these other things that may not be healthiest, but I'm committed to working out you know, th- at least three times a week. I'm committed to eating healthy as much as I can and to making it happen. And so we just need to make that our priority um, you know, before anything else. And I think for the most part, we can all squeeze out 20 minutes. And surely every, every, everybody has 20 minutes during the day.
2: Annabelle, talk to our listeners. I know you have some thoughts on cardio versus working out with weights, and if you could share those with everyone, I think that would be helpful. You bet. Um, so both are important. Uh, so weight training, um,
1: other, um, otherwise called resistance training, is basically using some form of resistance, whether it's dumbbells, a barbell, or your body weight, um, to uh, exercise, right? Um, and generally when it comes to weight or strength training, um, what we're – after is building muscle, muscle mass. Um, as m- many of you may know, uh, the bigger the muscle, the more calories you burn. Um, and so, meaning the more muscle you have in your body, even during your sleeping, you know, the sleeping cycles, you're going to burn more calories. And so, when it comes to strength training, what's important there is building those, those muscles, maintain those muscles, and be able to allow those muscles to move your you know, s- skeleton in a, a uh, fashion where you're you're having the proper gait, and the proper form, and doing your daily activities. And so, having that, those muscles are so critical. Um, and so, strength training is a vital part of that fitness uh, overall fitness program. Um, same as cardio. Now, cardio, um, as far as the ex- cardio exercises, which means walking, running, biking, um, you know, skiing, whatever activity that increases your cardiovascular health it basically helps you get a little bit more winded um, that too is is vital um because we need that cardiovascular health in order to stave off a lot of the uh, cardiovascular diseases um, and that that may plague us if the case we don't that said um there's a, a, a market difference between the two as far as how our body responds um so when you when you uh, go for a run um generally um you first couple of times, you're going to be winded, you're going to be sore. But generally, after about a week or two, your body starts plateauing, meaning it no longer gets that same amount of benefit, which also then means your muscles are not developing as much. You're just getting more of the cardiovascular benefits out of that run. Um, whereas if you train, um, let's just say with weights, body weight, um, whatever uh, equipment that you have. Your muscle will continue to grow and develop, um, and, uh, and and progress, um, and so there's that difference. The other difference um, that that's um, very important for us to know is that cardio tends to spike up our hunger, um, and so after, in fact, i put this to test for anyone. After a, an hour of run, I like to um, kind of challenge everyone to see you know, how how hungry they are versus an hour of hard strength training, uh, because again, cardiovascular um, exercises tend to spike up our hunger, make us a lot more a lot hungrier because it depletes um, stored energy. It's called glycogen. Um, it's uh, stored energy or sugar that is released into your body to allow you to to run. Um, it depletes that very quickly, and so our body is saying, "Feed me, <laughs> feed me, Seymour, feed me." Um, and because of that, um, after a long run. Kind of way the of example I said earlier, I start wanting all on my arm, and so if there's not readily accessible snacks that are healthy, I'm going to start eating everything in sight. Whereas strength training is different. Strength training actually lowers uh, your um, uh, your blood sugar. Um, actually allows you to uh, have more steady energy, even though you may not be burning the same amount of calories. So, for example, if I went for a a five mile run during um, during an hour, I will burn approximately 550 um, calories based on my weight and size. However, if I brain train um, for an hour, I may burn about 300 calories. However, my hunger is not spiked. And as I am just living and breathing after that one hour, I will continue to burn calories. The soreness of lactic acid that has been built up while you're strength training and your uh, body trying to kind of cleanse itself of that lactic acid will continue to burn calories. And so in the long run, strength training actually burns more calories if done properly than cardio. Um, and so from, a, from an exercise standpoint, you know, those are things that we want to make sure we balance and have, again, um, as snacks and, and foods that are readily available and prepared ahead of time so that you're prepared for whichever exercise um, you choose uh, for the day.
3: And attorneys tend to burn the candle at both ends, and so we don't get a lot of sleep sometimes. Can you talk a little bit about the effect of sleep on our overall fitness?
1: Of course. Um, It's interesting. Um, Jim will attest to this, Um, and most of my clients will, too. Um, Generally, after two or three months after working with a client, I generally get to know their daily habits. And so when somebody comes in, And for whatever reason, they were able to lift 20 pounds last week, but they can't even lift barely 15 pounds. One of the first things I asked is, how did you sleep last night? So that is actually the first thing that affects your workout the next day, is lack of sleep. Um, Every person, as most of us know, require at least seven and a half hours of sleep. In fact, bodybuilders, the professional bodybuilders, um, if you ask any of them, they can tell you their sleep generally is somewhere between eight to ten hours because your body needs that. In fact, um, it's only when you're resting that your body um, can recover and build muscles. So for example, the the one out strength training I mentioned earlier, um, when you're in a a gym or when you're actually working out, your body is not building muscles. It's actually breaking down muscles. It's actually after the workout is when your body starts building muscles um, when you're sleeping. And so when you don't have that proper amount of sleep, you're not going to be able to recover, and so you're going to be more sore longer, and um, you're not going to be able to build those muscles um, because you don't have enough rest. Now, that said, as you mentioned, attorneys, like most professionals, uh, just are burning candles with both hands, and it's very difficult. In fact, a lot of the stress, I know, um, tends to lead to sleeplessness because we're thinking constantly about that work. Um, The nice thing about Especially strength training is that it actually allows you to have much deeper, um, um, better sleep quality. Um, in fact, you know, Jim, I'm sure you can uh, attest to this. Um, when I first met Jim, one of the things that he mentioned is I, I had, you know, very terrible you know, sleep habits. Habits, um, you know, often. And then this is not just Jim, but often my clients with and not be able to sleep until fairly late, or um, when they do finally go to sleep, they, they're up and down, and so they're not getting enough rest, even if they wanted to or have the opportunity to do so. Um, and what they find, one of the first things that they discover with strength training is that their sleep patterns start to improve. Um, in fact, um, like I said, if have all, all the different things um, that strength and, and cardio actually you know, exercise help with. Um, is sleep, um, better quality sleep, um, your blood sugar comes down, um, your um, mood starts to improve, there's so many you know, wonderful things that come with um, all those you know, workout regimens if um, you're able to adhere to them. So it's a, it's a cycle, it's a vicious cycle. If you don't sleep, you're not going to build muscles, if you don't build muscles, um, and strength train. you're not going to sleep well, um, whereas if you do workout you're going to get better quality sleep. Maybe it's not as much as you want, but still are going to have that deeper, better quality sleep, and thus you're going to be able to re- recover and repair those muscles to build them, and so that cycle can um, spiral up or it can spiral down, depends on you know how you manage your health.
2: All right, for my last topic, I want to talk about one of my favorite things, which is the tough mutter that we've done together three times. You've done it many times more than that, and you've done the toughest mutter, which is a 24-hour tough mutter. Talk to our Listeners about that, and there have been some members of the group talking about us forming a maximum lawyer tough mudder team next year.
1: Awesome! I, I would love to see that. Um, tough mudder is a, a very interesting um, event, and in that um, as as a lot of people know, um, tough mudder is a, a generally the, the, what they call tough mudder classic is a 10 to 12 mile um, obstacle course through the mud in <laughs> the mudder part. Um, It is tough, um, in that a lot of the obstacles um, are—they test your fear of height, they test your fear of space, um, test your fear of water, um, a lot of different things, hence the tough part. And so um, the thing I love about Tough Mudder um, above most events or competitions is that the Tough Mudder Classic is not a competition. What it is is a collaborative team effort, meaning there are several obstacles uh, that you cannot do on your own. Um, in fact, um, that actually, and, and it's hard to um, express with words as far as what, why it's so important to me and, and how rewarding it is to me, um, it's not getting to the finish line first. Um, that is actually, I can do that with marathons or any other uh, competition. What's most rewarding to me is helping somebody that could never have done that one obstacle on their own. Um, Jim, do you mind if I give an example, your, your example, um, which is something I actually repeated many times? Um, sure. You've me to do so. This first year, um, Jim trained with me. Um, I said, hey, you know what? I think you should join my top mutter team. He said, what the heck is that? Um, so I explained. Um, and he said, oh, uh, hell no. It's hard. <laughs> and I said, no. You know what? I think you get do it. You have the capability. You have the um, tenacity. Um, and you have the commitment. And so um, it is a three month grueling training uh, that I provided um, to Jim and, and uh, members of his team. Um, and uh, we went through all that um, and then we were ready. Um, so there is one is, um, particular obstacle, it's called Everest. Everest is, uh, um, if you guys ever have seen in, in um, roller skates, parks, or, or um, skateboard parks there are these big, high, tall ramps. Um, imagine same ramp, but approximately fifteen to twenty feet tall. Um, and so the premise is you have to run as fast as you can, in your muddy shoes and your muddy gear um, at this very slick ramp, and get to the top and get over it. So there are you know several things um, in play. There's there's speed. Um, there's uh, heights. There's um, teamwork because very rarely will somebody be able to get up to that height and be able to climb up and, and go over the top on their own. Um, and uh, um, what I shared with team is, hey, what you want to do is you want to run. You run like the wind. You, you keep going until you think you can run all the way to the other side um, and don't stop running. Your feet have to keep running. And so it was Jim's turn. Um, he you know gets full steam. He starts running. He runs up there as fast as he could um he gets there to the top he grabs onto my hand he grabs onto another team member's hand and he is holding on for dear life and this is one of the toughest obstacles around and um and and he starts to slip he and he looks at me he said i'm slipping i'm going to fall and i remember looking into his eyes and said jim i'm not going to let you fall give me a second, I was getting a little um, choked up about that particular story. Um, and so he hyped up his leg, and another team member grabbed onto it, and he um, finally came over. Um, and to think that three months ago, Jim never thought he could make that happen to the look on his face, his wife became a trainer.
2: That's what I'm talking about. <laughs>
1: I surely am not the series of an individual, but I will tell you, that was the kick-ass moment for Jim to be able to get up there and look so proud and say, damn it, I did that. So it so it's that is that what makes Tough Mudder so cool. It was absolutely awesome. So whomever can, 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 can awesome. join this team and, and go, you will understand it's not the competition, it's the the self, um, the, the actual reward of helping somebody else that could never do it um, or being able to um, tackle an obstacle on your own um, where you never thought you could.
3: Well, hopefully what we can do, Jim, is talk to Annabelle into leading a session or two during the conference next year, a couple workout sessions. So we'll have to work on that um, after the call. But I do want to... Jim put you to that, that didn't he? Who, uh, <laughs> he? He did not. No, no, not at all. Not at all. But, I do want to wrap things up. Before I do, I want to remind everybody to go to the Facebook group get involved there. We have a lot of great activity, a lot of great new members, and so get involved there. And instead of this, year, this week asking for a Google review like I normally do, uh, or not a Google review, um, a uh, podcast review, I want to ask everybody to go and sign up for the conference. Um, we want to meet everybody in St. Louis next year. Uh, we, we talk to a lot of you. Uh, We we chat with you online, but we don't actually get to meet with you. So we want to blow this year's numbers out of the window and and really just meet everybody. So go and sign up for the conference. You can find it in the Facebook group. Jimmy, what is your hack of the week?
2: All right. So I was listening to a podcast today, and I came across a new app that I've really come to like. It's called Brain Toss and it was made by the Get Things Done crew with David Allen. And all it is, it's a very simple app. It does three things. It, you can either record a voice message, an image, or a note, and then it emails it to yourself. So I'm someone who has lots of ideas during the course of the day, and half of them I forget. I don't have anything to write it down with, but I usually have my phone. So you can just take a picture to remind yourself. You can do a voice, and then, or you can type a little note, and it goes to yourself as an email.
3: I love
1: it. It's a good one. Annabelle, do you have a tip or hack for? Sure. Um, actually, this is hung up on my wall. I'm so sure Jim's seen it a million times. Um, it's actually a quote from uh, Theodore Roosevelt. Um, it says, "Believe that you can, and you can, you're halfway there." Um, and I I say that about everything when it comes to our health and fitness. So, you know, just believe that you can. Um, it's one day at a time, and uh, you're halfway there. So, that's my tip.
3: All right, for my tip of the week, it's the Road Tripper app. This is something that my wife Amy recommended to me because we were going on a trip to Indiana. And it's actually really awesome. So you can actually see other restaurants, other points of interest. There's photographs of those areas all within the app. And so you can actually see on your trip as you're going little, I guess, little icons showing you where there's different things along the route. It also... When you plug it in, so this is it could be useful for people that can, can build their clients It's uh, for, for cost, is you can actually plug in the destination, and it'll tell you the exact cost of what it will be in, in fuel. So it's actually a really, really cool app. I really highly recommend it. Thanks for being on the show, and have a great day.
2: Thanks for listening to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. <laughs> To stay in contact with your host and to access more content, content. go to MaximumLawyer.com. Have a great week and catch you next time.